And if you've got a list of someday ideas and you're not sure which one to start with and how to prioritize them, I would recommend, you know, when you're first getting into side projects to just pick one to do and the others can sit there and you can just focus on the one to begin with. Like don't overcommit yourself straight away and don't think about all these things looming over your head. You know, they're just ideas at this stage. So they're not commitments that you've already made. You've got the time to spare because you're not working on anything else already. You're able to just pick one and go with it. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name is Charlie. And I'm Femke, and welcome to episode 16. Can't believe it. Can't believe we got this far already. It's been an awesome journey so far since November, and if you've been listening since then, thank you so much. We, we love having you guys listening on the podcast. And today we're going to talk about prioritization and how we prioritize our individual tasks and to-do list. And this subject came about from last week's episode. If you heard, I was musing over how I feel like I've sort of nailed the prioritizing time, but I don't quite feel like I've nailed the prioritizing the individual tasks and the individual to-do list items. So Charlie, I'm actually really looking forward to hearing from you how how you prioritize your tasks because I feel like you've got that nailed down a little bit better than I do. Uh, but, but first, it's been a week. So how was your week? My week has gone well. It feels like it's gone so fast. Like it hasn't been that long since we last recorded. But I've been working more on my website. Uh, It should be up in the next few weeks, I hope, actually. So not long to go now. Things are trucking along well now. I'm actually going to be sharing in my monthly newsletter that will go out before this recording does, actually. But you can still sign up after the fact and see it. I'm going to be talking about like a trap that I fell into with the design that I just ended up going down this wrong path and managed to correct it in the end, which is good. And now I'm back on track. But yeah, it was, it's been a good learning experience for sure. That's awesome. And you know what I find really cool about your newsletter is that you kind of share something in there that you don't share or publish anywhere else. So, you know, you kind of share like a little bit more, I feel, a personal sort of post about how you've been and how you're feeling about juggling your life overall so anyone who's thinking about signing up should definitely do so because there's a lot of value in there oh shucks thanks Pim. yeah I really like my newsletter list it feels kind of like a more private group like you're talking to a closer group of people than I am when I like hit publish on a blog post and it's there on like you know google's index for anybody to read but the newsletter is much more personal which I really like about it how about you how's your week been well it's been a success, I think. We finally launched our website and I can't believe it. Woohoo! Yeah. And it looks wonderful. Oh, thank you. I mean, of course, there's, you know, tweaks that need to be made and things that we would like to add over time. But for now, I'm overall just super happy that it's out there. And uh, yeah, well, I didn't really have much of a weekend, if I'm honest. Owen and I were both (laughs) huddled up in our office the entire weekend getting through it. But It was definitely worth it. I think we're both sort of relieved that it's finally out there and I think we need to celebrate that a little bit between us and just kind of chill out for a bit, maybe have a movie night or something. I don't know. I think definitely. What's going to be the next big thing you move on to? Because I know this has been, you know, your project for the past few months. It's been, you know, top of your mind. 
I think, what's next? Uh, well, we still need to prioritise what's next. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but we've got a few things that we would like to do, some of those around Owen's charged newsletter. So for those who don't know, Owen runs a newsletter which is about tech and like the bite-sized tech news of the week. And he's actually also starting a podcast, so he's going to need a website for his podcast and I think he just overall wants to grow the charged brand a bit more so that's sort of one big project that we will be working on but we haven't started yet because yeah we have to prioritize it and figure out where that fits in terms of all our other responsibilities at the moment. So that segues very nicely into our topic for this week doesn't it? Yeah (laughs) we didn't even plan that I promise. (laughs) So I'm interested to know because I know you're, you know, not struggling, but, you know, finding it a bit more difficult prioritizing your personal projects to the ones in your day job. What's the difference between how you prioritize them? You know, how do you tackle prioritizing your day job task? You know, we both work at startups and we don't really have someone leaning over our shoulder the whole time telling us what to do. Like you might get, at, I don't know, an agency, for example, or a bigger corporation. So I'm interested to know the differences. Well, at, at my day job, we use Trello, which I'm sure lots of people have heard, but if you haven't, it's sort of a task management tool uh, where you can load in a project and individual tasks and keep track of its progress, etc. And so we use that at my day job, which has been really productive for us. And I think the difference is that with my day job, there are deadlines, there are due dates for things that have quite a big impact. And so, you know, and it's my responsibility to make sure that marketing is ready for that. So there's a lot more sort of things on the line, I suppose you could say, as opposed to a personal side project of mine where if I don't meet the deadline, will anybody notice? Will anybody care? You know, it's it's kind of that difference in terms of not importance, but I guess the impact of it. Yeah, like there's more people who are playing a part in the tasks you do at your day job. So that comes into play for prioritising. Right? Yeah, you, you don't want to disappoint your team members, right? Like everyone has their own responsibilities and relies on each other for certain things. You know, I don't want to hold up someone else on my team who needs me to do this thing so they can continue and vice versa. You know, you're working as a team, so there's kind of that underlying, you know, responsibility and and trust that everyone's going to do their job. Yeah, for sure. It is much harder with personal projects because we are only relying on ourselves in a way. Like, there is the audience to consider, you know, if, if it's something that you're going to be sharing. But for the most part, it does come down to us. And I think it's about, well... Maybe it could help to share your goals with other people like you did with when you were talking about launching your website. We talked about it a bit on this podcast and I feel like that might have given you a bit of accountability for it perhaps. I don't know. Did you feel that at all? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it is something that I want to get more into. I specifically with my newsletter that I send out, I I think I want to get a little bit more personal and show a little bit more under the hood, you know, if, if you know what I mean, you know, showing a bit more the process and the why behind things and the goals rather than just like the shiny stuff on the front. So that is kind of like a goal of mine is to share my goals, as meta as that sounds. <laughs> and And I think that that could help when it comes to prioritizing what I should be working on and being productive. I think also because I work quite closely with Owen who 
is not just a team member, but also someone that I live with and we're in a relationship. I think that that also definitely changes the dynamic because while we are accountable to each other, we're not afraid to get angry with each other, if you know what I mean, <laughs> or, or we're not as afraid to disappoint each other just because, you know, we're, we're in a relationship and, and that's just how it is. So I think maybe, who knows, maybe we need to, between us, figure out a more sort of professional, quote unquote, relationship when we are working with each other. I don't know if that could help. I think it might. I think it really does come down to mindset when it's about prioritizing your personal tasks. Like with my YouTube channel and my blog, for example, although maybe let's leave my blog out of it because that's not very regular at the moment. <laughs> let's just talk about the YouTube channel. So every single week without fail, I will post at least one video and ideally two, unless I've made a conscious choice to not post a second video that week. You know, I've decided to, that that time needs to be devoted to something else. Like I did a few weeks ago, I forgoed a vlog to work on my website some more. But having that schedule and, you know, being 100% committed to it, that is my main priority. Like if it comes to Saturday morning and the video is not edited, I will get up at like 8am and work on that. Even if I'm tired, even if it's been a long week, like that is just the thing that has to get done. And I probably didn't do that when I first started the YouTube channel. You know, I probably was a bit more lax with it. But over time, as it's become more and more important to me, and, you know, I've had more and more people watching, even though they're not like, you know, hanging out for the second that I post a video and that I have to be on time for them. But I just do feel a sense of responsibility that this is something I've committed to and this is something I'm going to get out. So that that's about the mindset, I think. And do you add deadlines or due dates to like your tasks on your to-do list or is it just like a running list? I don't really add due dates as such but what I'll do at the end of the week I think we talked about this in a previous episode is I'll plan out the next week and what I'm going to do and complete each day and in doing that I'm sort of setting due dates in a way because I'm knowing that right this has to be done on this day for it to be completed and I try and not let myself move things to the next day and if I do it's things that were like nice to haves I suppose and actually maybe that's an interesting point talking about a nice to have do you have tasks like that, Femme, that are like some you have to get done and there are 100% you will do them and others are like, I want to try and fit this in, but it doesn't matter so much if I oh, yeah. don't get it done. Oh, yeah, totally. And I think that's what is the underlying cause of me struggling to prioritize things because I'll have things sitting on my to-do list for months because it's just a someday item, you know, but because obviously I have the good intention that I'm going to do it soon, but because it doesn't have a, you know, actual deadline, it just kind of sits there. And, and an example of that is when I would like to, so, so, you know, it's a nice to have, I would like to write a case study about a client project that I just did. That doesn't have a pressing deadline or a due date. Nobody is waiting for that to come out. Nobody else is relying on me to do that. That's something that I know is a nice to have for my website. And sometimes that can sit on my to-do list for a good two or three months. Not that I'm procrastinating it, but, well, maybe I'm a little bit, but also I have other tasks that do have deadlines. So, you know, each week I do a blog post, so that needs to be written. I need to get imagery for that. It needs to be proofed by someone else. It needs to be drafted, published. My newsletter goes out every second week. You know, all those things have deadlines. So 
I do them and, and I don't miss them as in I don't miss the deadline. But there are definitely those sort of someday items that, yeah, I mean, when am I going to do them? They're, they're nice to have. How do I prioritise that in terms of other tasks that actually have a deadline? I totally have a someday list as well in my to-do list app that I've, you know, gone on about many times because I'm a little bit obsessed with it. It's T-E-U-X-D-E-U-X. It'll be linked in the show notes because I love to link to them. (laughs) But there's a list on there called Someday that you can have below, like, the weekly list. And that's full of, like, lettering projects mostly that I really want to work on. But, like, sitting down and doing lettering, unfortunately, never is important for me nor never as important as all the other tasks that I've got to do and I think most of that is because of the things with deadlines like you mentioned there's a newsletter go out every month for me there's two videos every week I try and get out two blog posts every week and all those things come together and because they have strict deadlines attached to them they take importance just automatically. So when do you work on those someday projects then? Well I think actually this new uh, you know, f- process of focusing each month on a certain thing is when they're going to get done. Like I've had redesigned my blog on my someday list for about a year. I'm not even joking <laughs> that it's been sitting there. And it's been slowly like the ideas have been added to it over time. It's not like I had it all planned out yeah. and then just needed to do it. All I wanted to do was make my homepage a grid. That's what I wanted to do. And now I've expanded that into a whole restructuring and bringing my portfolio in, et cetera. But yeah, that make blog homepage a grid has been on my to-do list for a long time. And I just decided that I'm never going to get those someday things done if I don't, I suppose, give myself a deadline and give myself, like allow myself to focus on them. So that's what this monthly focus thing is doing. And I'm actually planning on, it was hope, it was supposed to be March, but now that my website has taken me much longer than I wanted it to, it's going to have to be April, I think. But I want to make April's focus lettering. I have purchased the Learn Lettering course from Sean Wes. Nice. And I really want to complete that because I know that there is so much valuable information in there and lettering is something that I'd love to be able to offer in my freelance work, for example especially with wanting to get into more apparel design and perhaps album art and things. I think lettering would go really great with that. So April's focus is going to be completing that course and getting onto some lettering projects and hopefully building the habit of lettering. I know it'll take more than a month, I, you know, most likely, but I want to make it a thing that's just a part of my week. That's so awesome. So it sounds like you're using the sort of monthly goal focus as a way to achieve your someday items which I think is super cool yeah definitely because I just feel like there's no other way that they're going to get done because there's always something else to do and there's always emails to answer and things and you know dinners to cook you know concerts to go to everything happens that has like a strict time and date that it has to happen so those things that are sort of just you know can fit in wherever end up not fitting in anywhere because they've not got a deadline attached This might start leading a little bit off topic, but I'm wondering what advice would you have for someone that only has a someday list? So they have these ideas that they want to do and it's and it's on a list titled somewhere for uh, sorry, someday, for example, and 
they don't have any other sort of like they don't have any current side projects or anything, but they have some ideas of things that they want to do, but it's just sitting on a someday list. Do you have any advice for how those people could maybe pull them over into like an actionable to-do list as something to work on now rather than someday? I think that's a really good question because that is where we all started, right? Like you and I didn't immediately leap into having all these weekly and fortnightly, monthly commitments. You know, we all started with a list of ideas that we had. And if you've got a list of someday ideas and you're not sure which one to start with and how to prioritize them, I would recommend, you know, when you're first getting into side projects to just pick one to do and the others can sit there and you can just focus on the one to begin with. Like, don't overcommit yourself straight away and don't think about all these things looming over your head. You know, they're just ideas at this stage, so they're not commitments that you've already made. You've got the time to spare because you're not working on anything else already. You're able to just pick one and go with it. And to pick that one to start with, I would recommend picking the one you're most passionate about, and that might involve sitting down and brainstorming for each of them, you know, to try and decide on where that passion lies. And you can obviously change that idea if um, you get started on it and realize that it's not quite what you're passionate about. It doesn't matter. There's a whole list of other ideas that you've got there to choose from. But I would recommend just picking one and in a way working out a business plan. That sounds weird because it might not be a business, but do you know what I mean, Fem, when I say that? Just like, yeah. you know, work out a plan for how you can achieve it and what you need to do to start. Like, for example, if you want to start a YouTube channel, I'll just use that as an example because that was like one of the major side projects that I started in recent years. So you're going to need a way to film videos. You're going to need ideas for videos. You're going to need a channel name. You're going to need like channel branding. You're going to need to think about your like content plan, what sort of things you want to talk about. You're going to need to perhaps you know, align your Twitter and Instagram names and things all to that. Once you start thinking about it and all the like steps involved, there's a lot of things to do and you can just write them all on a list and start ticking them off one by one until you're there and you've you've started. Yeah, so you kind of just sort of in a way answered my next question, which was going to be around do you break down the, the project into little tasks? So let's go off your example. Say your to-do list item is launch a YouTube channel, do you then break that down into individual subtasks like the things that you just mentioned or do you just have it as one huge to-do list item and figure it out as you go? I'm someone who has to break everything down into almost the smallest chunks possible. Yeah, and, and why is that, do you think? I think it's just because I really thrive off a sense of achievement. Like, yeah. <laughs> it just feels so satisfying to tick an item off my to-do list. And I feel like I'm getting more done that way. It's complete, like, I don't know, the to-do list version of a placebo effect, but it really does help for me. Like, for example, when I upload a video, I'll have export video, upload video, thumbnail, video description, video live, all on my to-do list. So I'll do those things all within the space of like half an hour, but then I'll tick all those things off my list. And it does sort of help for me to remember everything that I've got to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that smaller chunks is definitely what works for me. What do you do about that, Fem? Do you tend to break things down or keep them as a whole? Yeah, well, I agree. Like having them as individual tasks gives you that nice sense of achievement. But it's also 
I think a good planning mechanism if, if you write down all the individual things you're going to do or, or that you need to do then you can sort of plan ahead and see from the start the the overall scope and how big it is and estimate how much time it's going to take you etc so I think it is a really good way to sort of break down those big daunting overwhelming tasks like if if you do have start a YouTube channel on your to-do list or your Sunday list yeah, it's going to be hard to actually start that because it's so big and daunting and overwhelming. I guarantee that if you just spend 20 minutes breaking that down into subtasks, it's going to seem much more achievable and you'll probably get inspired to actually start it. So yeah, I do try and break things down. Sometimes I forget or like maybe I'm just on such a roll that I just do it all anyway. But but I do try to break down the, the big things like if I'm doing a client project or like a, a big redesign of something or or you know Owen's newsletter if we're redoing that then then I do break them down into little tasks because it's because it's easier to follow and keep track of it also has the benefit of being able to spread the task across several days if you need to you know with side project time we're not unfortunately able to work on these projects that we love for you know 12 hours a day We can fit in a couple of hours here and there when we can and breaking tasks down into smaller chunks lets you get through them quicker, I think, because you can fit them in into the little gaps that you have. Yeah, and then and then again, that sense of achievement, right? Like yeah. I'm not going to be able to redesign my website in one day, but if I've broken that down into the little tasks, I might get two tasks done that day and, and then I feel productive. And it also lets you chip away at things rather than you know, I suppose allowing yourself to have the excuse of, oh, there's not enough time today to complete this big thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to bother starting on that because why start something if I can't finish it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Really what it comes down to is tricking yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So with this talk about prioritization, because there is no set rule for, you know, prioritizing personal projects, we decided to tweet out and ask our listeners when it comes to side projects, how do they choose which tasks to prioritise over others? We got some really interesting responses and some people had some really good advice, I think. Um, so Sasha said that she maps out the hierarchy of priorities based on consistency slash schedule, project completion status and how mundane the tasks are, which I thought sounded very organised. And I then went back and asked her, do the mundane tasks get done first or last? Because for me, they get done last, unfortunately, because I'm just not excited to work on them. What about you, Fem? Uh, I think also last probably because yeah, they're boring. Well, to me that to me they're boring, you know. So I think they definitely get done last most of the time, unless it's like really urgent or yeah. I, or you know something that is enjoyable to do is on hold because of this mundane thing that I haven't done yet, and I need to do that to proceed or, or to move forward with the fun thing. If you know what I mean. Yeah, totally. That's what happens with mine as well. It's often the only way that mundane tasks get get done is because they have to. Yeah, because they're blocking something else. Like I really don't enjoy replying to emails, for example. So when I get emails that I need to respond to, I mark them with a label in Gmail. And when that, you know, respond box fills up a bit, maybe it's every like four days, I'll be like, okay, I've got to go through and reply to emails now. So if I'm ever slow to reply to an email, that is why. (laughs) It's just because you've got more fun things to work on. Exactly. <laughs> Sasha said that she does the mundane tasks first, which I really admire. And she said that she does that so they're out of the way and because they're usually important things to be able to do to get more fun stuff done later. 
Well, I think that that's awesome that that works well for her and that she's found a way to do them. And, and I guess for her, doing the mundane tasks, there's that reward of then being able to do the fun tasks. So I think that that's cool that she's got that little system. Yeah, I think I might need to start doing that. I don't want to do the mundane tasks first in my day because I feel like that's a waste of like my brain power in the mornings. Yeah. But it might be the thing that I need to do as soon as I get home from work, for example, you know, after the commute to like sort of, you know, get back into being on the computer again. I guess if you can figure out a way to fit it into your routine, like like for example, yeah. okay, when I come home from work, I do the mundane task and that's just part of the routine, part of the schedule. And then I guess it would become easier to do it because you just do it without thinking. It's it's a habit. Yeah. Forming habits and not giving yourself the option of not doing it is really yeah. <laughs> the way to prioritize, I think. Um, what else have we got? Borja said that he starts with the easiest one or the ones he's most excited about and then something more difficult and so on. So it sounds like that might be to like warm up into doing tasks, for example. Yeah, for me, it really depends on my mood and what the deadline is. So if I've got a big client project, that's obviously not the easiest thing on my list, but I know that it's due soon. So that's the thing that I'm working on first or prioritizing. So it kind of really depends what is in my to-do list at the time and what is like definitely prioritize, needs to be prioritized. Ariel said, which I quite liked, that she does first whatever is making her happiest or what other people are depending on. So those are both, you know, good reasons to start something. Yeah, I agree. John said that he does the most important first, which is, you know, obviously a very common theme here. And I asked him how does he determine what's most important when it's a self-initiated project because, you know, if there's no one depending on it. And he said that it's based on what the project needs. For example, an online shop needs a checkout and products before referral emails. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. That's part of that planning that we were talking about, right, with breaking into small chunks. I think when you start to look at a task and break it down, it sort of becomes obvious which ones you need to do before others. Like you can't create the branding for your YouTube channel before you've decided on a name and secured the URL, yep, for example. Exactly, exactly. I think that, that what John has said is a really good example of that. And the last tweet we got was from Meg, and she said that she starts with the task that takes up the most amount of time first, and she does it bit by bit while completing smaller ones simultaneously. So that's interesting that she does them at the same time. I wonder if that's like actually at the same time or like in the same session or how she actually does them together. Yeah, I went back and asked her and said that I was a multitasker as well, but wondered if she found that it works better to complete the large task and then move on to the smaller ones or, you know, if she would do them both at the same time. And she said that working on one task for a long time could sometimes turn out to be boring and it's refreshing to the brain to multitask. So maybe that's when you hit that wall and you're finding yourself procrastinating, you know, perhaps you're scrolling through Twitter a little bit. Maybe it's time to move on to one of those smaller tasks just to give your brain a break. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I think that, that that's cool and that keeps it interesting. That's also what um, I think Jessica Heesh calls procrastinating working, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> procrastinating from your work by doing other work. <laughs> yeah, I feel like both you and I do that a lot. <laughs> yep. What kind of tasks do you find yourself putting off the most? You know, for me, it's obviously emails. I've talked about that already. But what sort of things do you find are the ones that you just don't want to do but know you have to? For me, it's definitely any task that involves writing. 
So that could be writing a blog post, that could be writing a case study, that could be writing my newsletter, for example. And while some of those do have deadlines and due dates, like the blog posts and the newsletter, and I I do do them in the end, I put them off a little bit longer than I should or, or that I wish I did. And I think that's because I just am not a confident writer yet. So I think I just need to build up a bit more confidence and just get better at planning, I think, planning in advance and putting that time aside and prioritizing the writing part because I prioritize my blog in general. I, I really you know, value my blog and I, it's an important part of my side projects and what I do. But the actual writing of the blog is what I often put off. I totally can understand how that happens because now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know how I would get any writing done if I didn't have my commute. So like every video script, blog post, newsletter that you see from me has mostly been written on the tube. Yeah. (laughs) You know, maybe standing up holding onto a bar or sitting in a seat. I write them on my phone and that's just become a habit for me to use that time for getting my writing done. And I don't know if I could handle it to just sit at my desk and write because I feel like I'd get distracted so easily. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. It's not in my routine because I haven't built built a habit out of writing. And I would much rather sit at my computer and play around and sketch or work on a client project than open a Google Doc and start writing because, you know, I'm a designer and that's what I enjoy and, and that's what I find fun, the design tasks. So... Forcing myself to write and prioritise any any to-do list item that involves writing on my list, those definitely get like pushed down to the last possible second. Oh, I have an idea for you to try for writing. What if you took your iPad and your lovely little bike and biked to a seat alongside a canal somewhere and did your writing from there on your iPad where you can't do any design work and you can't like, you know, my think iPads can have split screens now, but you know, you can easily have a full screen of writing without anything else distracting you. Maybe that could help. You know what? I did that in summer. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Of course, winter is not so fun to sit outside and write, is it? <laughs> exactly. So when I started my blog, which was in August last year, so I'd started writing in sort of July to make a bit of a, you know, a buffer, some backup posts and probably like the first three or four posts of my blog, I did exactly that. I rode my bike to the Vondel Park, the one of the big parks in Amsterdam, and sat in the sun or under a tree with my iPad and I wrote on there. And that was obviously very productive. And I, I did that consistently for a couple of weeks and then the weather turned crap and I haven't really mm. done it since. So I, I know that that's something that works, but it's just, I mean... I don't know. I can't control the season, unfortunately. So yeah, unfortunately. I, I need to find something else that works for me during the winter time. Well, should we wrap up with some last pieces of advice, perhaps, for prioritization and maybe some tips for things that do work or, yeah. you know, ways that people listening could learn a bit from us? So you struggle with prioritizing writing, but I know you're very good at prioritizing other things. Like you always get your Instagram posts up each day, each weekday when you post them. So what is your best advice for prioritizing the things that no one else except for you is waiting on? I think that's just 
developing accountability with yourself and I've got an individual goal that I feel accountable to and I don't want to disappoint myself you know I want to prove that I can do it and so I've got this kind of personal goal of a daily Instagram post and I don't want to break that streak I I want to commit to it and be consistent and so that kind of goal or like accountability agreement whatever that I have to myself is what keeps me motivated to do that and in terms of actually making sure that I meet that daily deadline I try and create like a buffer the week beforehand maybe during the weekend or one morning the previous week get some shots together or at least have a think about what I've got coming up the next week that I could potentially post about and make sure that I've got enough content to go out. Sounds smart yeah. I think that what you said about having accountability within yourself is the key thing, really. Like, it's about respecting yourself enough to get the tasks done and not disappoint yourself. Because at the end of the day, it is only you who is counting on this. And if it's something that you want to do and that you truly, really do want to do, then you need to find a way to get it done. You have to hold yourself to that and not give yourself the option of putting it off or, yeah, you know, exactly. leaving it out of the list. Like if you if you yourself don't value it or don't find it important, then how can you expect anybody else to, you know? So you have to believe in it the most out of anyone else and you're the one that's going to have to show up. And I'm, I'm not sure how to advise to get to that state of, you know, having that respect and that level of care in your projects. But I suppose just maybe think forward to in a few years time, you know, are you going to wish that you started that thing today or that you completed that thing a bit earlier or that you stuck to a more consistent schedule? Perhaps thinking about the future in that way could could help there. Like for me and my YouTube videos I know that I definitely don't want to miss a week because that's not the kind of you know content creator that I want to be I want to be someone who is consistent so that means that I have to get one out every week and for things that aren't on a deadline that I've created for myself like this website redesign for example I know that having this new website and you know, having everything all aligned and in one place is really going to help me move towards my goals and it's going to help me with getting freelance work eventually. You know, I can build up my portfolio and things online now. So that's why that it becomes a priority. So thinking about the context of your tasks, I suppose, and how they're going to help you achieve your overall goals could help you with prioritising them. I think this was a great episode. I think I'm going to go now and try and prioritise my writing. <laughs> awesome. Go Femme. <laughs> so everyone should go and check out Femme's blog, which will be linked down below in the show notes. Oh, pressure. <laughs> and you can read all the wonderful posts that she's written, not at the park because it's winter. <laughs> yeah. She will have written somewhere. <laughs> so Tally, where can people go to find us online? You can head to designlife.fm and there you will find all of our past episodes. There are 16 of them now, as Fem said at the start, so there is lots there to listen to. And I think we've got a good range of content, you know, talking about design-focused, side-project-focused, work stuff and, you know, personal project stuff. So there should hopefully be lots there that you'll be interested in listening to. Yeah, and we've actually been getting some good feedback from all types of people, not just designers. So... While Charlie and I mostly relate the topics to design, I I don't know about you, Charlie, but I feel like the stuff that we talk about can be applied to lots of different types of disciplines. 
Yeah, I think so too. Basically, anything creative or anyone who, you know, is motivated and wants to get stuff done, I hope anyway that they'll get something out of this podcast. And if you want to participate in our Twitter questions or polls, then you can head to our Twitter profile, which is at DesignLifeFM. That's one of my favourite parts, actually, of our episodes each week is hearing what our listeners have to say about the topic because it really, you know, this is a conversational show. It's a conversation between me and you, Femme, but I also feel like it's a conversation with our listeners, which I really like, as cheesy as that sounds. <laughs> no, I think that's the special part of the show is involving our listeners. So if you want to get involved in the show and, and chat more about the topics that we talk about, Twitter is a really great place to do so. So hopefully we'll see you there next week. And I will talk to you next week, fam. All right. See you then, Charlie. Bye, fam. Bye.